Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Today, I wanted to really sort of get into something that I don't want to call it a pessimistic view of the world or the market. We are, I don't say coming into an election year, but we're in an election year. And markets are going to get pretty volatile. You know, as we talk to a lot of advisors around the country and RIAs, everyone talks about how great their models are and they have the best portfolio management process or systems and their models return X, Y, and Z. And that's why everybody that wants to join the firm should use their models. But I think people are losing sight of, not everybody, but I have had these conversations recently, is that clients don't necessarily really care about that. They care about the process, not the percentage. Every single Dalbar report and every single analysis of client satisfaction surveys that every firm ever runs since I've been in the business 25 years, performance ranks as one of the lowest reasons why clients leave. Number one, number two, number three are usually centered around customer service, client service. And so what I wanted to just take a few minutes today and talk about, and Dale's still a little unclear about what I'm talking about, but I'll go into it, is understanding that you need to have a process over performance. What do I mean by process? What I mean is you may get to a portfolio of whether it's SMA managers or mutual funds or whatever it is your your choice du jour for investment management. But if you don't know how to articulate and show a client the process at which you go through to decide how you're going to structure their portfolios, you're nothing but the hot dot. And right now, it's great to be the hot dot, right? Markets are up. Markets have been up for years. But when the markets turn, and the markets will turn, your hot dot is not the hot dot anymore, right? And if you sort of live by the sword, die by the sword, right? So if you want to constantly talk about your percentages, well, what are you going to do when the market turns? And the idea is it's about control. You can't really control what happens in the market. And some Fundamental portfolio managers will say, oh, I can control my portfolio. Yeah, for the, like the last 10 years you could because the market has gone straight up. So it's making you look like a genius. But I've been through two market crashes. Nobody survived. It was blood everywhere, no matter how smart you were. But the advisors that actually came out ahead of the game, the ones that did better in a down market were the ones that had a process that they continually took their clients through, even in a down market, even when they had to go to cash, even when they had to go to more fixed income products and away from equities. And because they had a process, it was easy to make those shifts and not necessarily focus on the return being good or bad because the client bought into your whole modeling. And so I'll give an example of what I mean by that in a very simplistic form because I used to do this when I was a financial advisor. And I learned this from a senior producer. It wasn't like I came up with some brilliant idea, right? But I call it the sort of yellow pad theory. And I used to be able to sit with a client 
and again, I had to come up with some process because I was a young kid. I didn't really know anything about investment management. I can pick a good mutual fund here and there, but that's not what I could hang my hat on. And so I would just take out a yellow pad and I drew four circles, sort of one big circle in the middle and then three small satellite circles on the right side. The big circle in the middle was what I called the core portfolio. And that sort of had your asset allocation theory, right? Large cap, small cap, all that good stuff. We don't need to get into that. but And I covered it in a very generic way because I didn't want my clients to get stuck on the exact percentage in large cap, the exact percentage in small cap, because it could change as the markets change. On the right side of the page, I had satellite portfolios. So there was a banking and financial services. There was a technology and a pharmaceutical. Those were more higher risk, but they sort of vacillated with each other. Some one were up, one would be up, one would be down, and they sort of leveled out. By me taking a client through that, here's how I go about handling and managing the money. I never even got into, in this portfolio, we're using this manager. In this portfolio, we're using, I mean, ultimately, you have to because you have to tell them what you're doing. But it was an ancillary conversation mm-hmm. because they were buying into the process. So when the markets were crashing, 2000, 2001, and then in 08 and 09, where I was more of a manager and I had fewer clients, but I still had some clients, we could just refer back to the process. And so we just went, here's our game plan. Here was the process. We're just going to make some adjustments to those models. And I lost very few clients. And so I say that, and that's not right or wrong. And a process can be anything you want, but you have to be able to articulate it. So like in our business, we have our next level process. And that process is where we take an advisor, our client, through a process, an elite process, right? So we evaluate them, right? So we're going to evaluate their business. What are the assets? What are the products? We're doing a sort of a valuation of their engine. What does it look like? Mm-hmm. Then we're going to learn about their goals and needs and objectives. Right. Then we're going to investigate all the options that match those goals, needs, and objectives. Then we're going to talk to the firms that we think fit what our clients are looking for with their goals, needs, and objectives. And then we're going to examine throughout that process, you're going to sort of narrow the field from 10 or 15 firms to five firms to four firms to three firms. You get down to two firms, maybe three at the most. Then you're going to examine all the financial offerings and performance to make sure you have the right choice. Versus what we hear a lot of times is you're the fifth, seventh, eighth, tenth, Guy that called us, pitching us XYZ firm. And they say, well, who do you represent? That's tantamount to a financial advisor just using the hot dot. Hey, Mrs. Jones, I know you have a million dollars. I think we should put it in this this annuity because it's got the best performance right now. It pays me the most money. We win those conversations. We win those relationships nine times out of 10 because we're able to articulate to our clients that we are not just winging this. We are taking them through a process. Your clients as a financial advisor want to feel the same way. They don't care necessarily about whether your performance is going to be better than the the guy at Merrill or whoever's portfolio presentation is going to be has the highest rate of return. What they care about is, did you listen to them? Did you articulate back to them what their goals, needs, and objectives were? Are you customizing what you're doing for them 
based on a specific process you take all of your clients through, or are you just winging it? Yeah, if I was a client, I wouldn't want to be with someone who called themselves a wealth manager or a financial advisor that was winging it. Because that's not why you go to these folks. That's from a client's perspective. It's everything almost but like, hey, what are you doing with the stocks? Because they assume that's your core competency. You know the markets. You're going you're gonna to manage the money the right way. But I went through the same thing recently with a CPA. And I talked to a bunch of different people. And I recognized immediately which ones had a process, understood exactly who I was as a person and what I was trying to accomplish, asking me the right questions versus there was two or three that were just wouldn't get back to me. They didn't even know or understand what I was trying to tell them and then would just kind of revert over to this other thing, the hot dot. And I ended up going with the CPA that had a clear defined process and could give me peace of mind. That sounds really cool. I might use that person too. So Yeah, no, but he came as a referral, someone that I trusted. And there's like a weight that's lifted off my shoulders because I know I can go to them and tell them the scenario and they'll cover the gambit on what's going on. But that's a great point. And you're telling people about it versus going to somebody who's just processing your account. They're just processing your tax return with nothing. Exactly. That's what I dealt with. Right. Your commodity. And if you're a financial advisor, even if you're using... I'll hear advisors talk about, well, I don't want to use SMA managers because everybody can show that client that SMA manager. That's true. But not everybody can create a process that you have to articulate why you got to where you got to with that manager. Because if you do it the right way, the client doesn't give a shit what the manager's name is. For the most part, especially when you're dealing with, my experience when you're dealing with ultra high net worth clients, they are not looking for the best rate of return. They are looking for, don't lose my money. I make my money in my business. I'm giving you $10 million. Don't lose it. If they really wanted to get risky, they'd probably go to someone who was an asset manager, a tactical manager. They're going to get to a tactical manager, hedge fund. They're going to get involved in real estate trusts and different things like that. Maybe where this is coming from for me is, and I'm not saying that we're in some sort of mortgage crisis bubble or something like that, but you know, 08 and 09, I saw tons of people flipping houses and new homes being built and refurbished and all this stuff. And I see a lot of the same thing going on right now, at least in our town. And I see people getting involved in, in real estate because they're making some money at it. And that someone has been in financial services for 25 years, it makes me really fucking nervous. <laughs> Excuse my language, but I get really nervous. And so I started thinking about if I'm a financial advisor, how am I going to protect This is why we call this advisor talk. I'm talking about it as if I was a financial advisor. And I would be really sort of looking at the way you're you're operating your business. And if you are operating the business based on performance and based on you being a great asset manager, dude, that goes away fast when the market turns. But what you can control, the one thing that's in your control when the market collapses is how you service your clients how you take them through a process of discovery, a financial planning process, whatever you want to call it. Nobody can replicate that. Stop worrying about whether someone can use the same Eaton Vance fund as you. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. If you do it the right way, client doesn't even know. I say client doesn't know. I'm not saying do anything where the client doesn't know. Client doesn't really care that some other guy can offer the same product because that other guy is not taking them through the same comfortable process 
to know who they are as a family, as an investor, know what their deepest, darkest secrets are as a family. You need to have some type of process to pull your clients through that so they feel comfortable. And to me, it sort of this has been on my mind. I've been seeing some things across the country. I'm not saying we're going into some market crisis or 08 and 09 again. You'd be foolish to say that it wouldn't. But look, I think that we are going into an election cycle, and I think that we will see a pullback. I think that, again, not getting into any political conversation here, but if a Democrat wins, all bets are off. Elizabeth Warren wins, all bets are off. The things that she wants to do with regulations and stuff like that are going to crush the markets. I think that certain media organizations will try to fabricate a recession by simply talking, 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 talking about it. And as a financial advisor, your protection is your process. To me, that's your protection, to protect your business. Put a process together that you can articulate to your clients, you can put in writing. If you go to our website, EliteConsultingPartners.com, we have our process in writing on our website because that's how we operate. No one can take that from us. Someone can try to replicate it but they can't duplicate what we're doing. And so think about that. I know it's the beginning of the year. We're into February almost already. And you might think that you have a process, but if you really go through it and and write it down, client walks in, what do you do? And do you do the same thing for every single client? And I know sometimes it sounds boring. There's that old saying that to a mentor of mine, Ed Milet, talks about, do you say new things to new people? The best performers, the highest performing people in the world say old things to new people. They say the same thing over and over and over again, but it's almost like people get bored. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, people try to fix things that aren't broken. You're having success talking about a certain process. Don't change it. You're modifying the outcome to each client, but just rinse and repeat. Have the same process. No matter how big the client is, It's the same process because whether someone has a million dollars or $10 million, they're still individual people with families and they still have the same wants and concerns and needs. If they don't buy into your process, they'll leave. You're renting them. If they don't buy into your process and they're only going to you because you have the hot dot, when you don't have the hot dot, they will leave quickly. And you're on borrowed time with them all the time. And that's no way to have a real relationship with a client. If they buy into your process, which is like a core value thing, which is why we've talked about on other podcasts, to articulate your core values to your clients, because you want clients with similar core values so that they understand that what you're doing, why you're doing it. We talked about on our last podcast, the importance of a quality sales assistant. Your sales assistant and everybody on your staff should understand also what that process is, and they should be talking about it all the time. They should be able to articulate it just as well as you can. Exactly. Right then you know you're getting somewhere with it. Everybody's on the same page. So anyway, that's advisor talk for the week. I don't mean to scare you. I'm not saying we're going into recession or market crash. What I'm saying is take control of your practice by understanding that your success with your client relationship is about process and not percentage. And we are saying we want the Chiefs to win as well. And we definitely are saying we want the Chiefs to win. And hopefully by the time you hear this, that's already happened. Right, exactly. So thank you very much. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like button. Leave us our responses, your reviews. Check out our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Also, don't forget if you have interest in sort of taking a deeper dive into some of these conversations to uh, join us on our private Facebook group. 
Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. It's a great forum for advisors to really sort of have a confidential discussion with peers in their marketplace from around the country that you may not always hear from, vetting, talking about successes, failures, concerns you might have about your firm. There's no solicitations. There's no advertisements. None of that stuff's allowed. I would say, think of me as the branch manager you always wished you had that was going to tell you the honest truth about what was going on in your situations. And you didn't have to worry about ramifications of me sending the compliance officer down to the corner, down to your office. So anyway, thanks for listening to Advisor Talk this week. Take care. Good talk. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.